Greetings, fellow visitors. This is Upgrade Terminal, a monolith fancast. I'm Malachi. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to the facility. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing alright, most things considered. Lots of ups and downs in life, but, you know, getting through it quite well. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything fun this week? Uh, I did. Just, uh, the other day I played some Risk of Rain 2 with some pals of mine. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I really enjoy I really enjoy having friends that I can play games with, which is... For a long time, it was something that was absent from my life, and so mm -hmm. having that luxury now, it feels very nice to be able to share that with friends. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, before I made friends on the internet, I mm -hmm. also rarely had people that I could play video games with that were like in my immediate vicinity. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the friend group that you have is not necessarily the friend group that you can just be like, Hey, you want to play this game with me? And they're like, uh, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. You can have good friends and you're that don't have the same interests as you. <laughs> yeah, happens. Yes. So, uh, what happened to you, uh, recently? Um, something nice that happened this week. Um, it was a small thing, but the willow trees outside my office were in bloom and so there were all these tiny little flecks of cotton floating in the air, and it looked like it was snowing outside. It was so thick and dense, and then it just coated the the water, and it made the water in some places look like like fuzzy milk. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of weird looking out the window and seeing that falling like snow and watching it build up on the ground. And it made me sneeze a lot, but it was very nice to look at. I'm sensing a bit of a theme of appreciation of nature in these little segments. Yeah, I, I, I am. I have been known to appreciate nature on a very regular basis. <laughs> it's a good habit. I got it from my dad. My dad uh, is a wildlife biologist, so growing up, he would always point everything out to me. He can name all the different animals and and trees and plants and things like that. So, yeah, I'm that kind of person. You guys can expect to hear. Uh, a lot of observations about nature. And I'll be happy to hear it. And monolith. <laughs> and that too. Speaking of... Yes. For today's episode, the theme is cartridges. Yeah, we're going to talk about cartridges. Um, I think... I, I definitely want to talk about Game Boy, which... This is the starting point for me when I think of the cartridges in Monolith. And I know it's a tenuous connection at best because mm -hmm. we talked about this, Nick, and you were like, what? what's the connection here? For me, um, I love the idea of cartridges in general. Mm -hmm. um, it started with Game Boy, but it's not exclusive to Game Boy. You know, of course, a tape, a CD, a book, I kind of feel the same way about them in that they are kind of their own individual world. And that concept of being able to hold a world in my hand, a, you know, a quote unquote world in my hand is always something I find really enjoyable to think about. So as a kid, uh, I got a lime green Game Boy Color for my 10th birthday, I think. And um, one of the first games I played was uh, Link's Awakening. 
Um, I traded a girl named Tanya at school. I traded her, uh, I think it was, now that's what we call Music 5 CD for Link's Awakening, which is a really great trade for me. <laughs> I, but she didn't she didn't like that game. So I got I I uh I got a great trade. You guys if you wanna if you wanna investigate how good that trade was, you can go listen to uh, now that's what I call music five. I'm sure it's on YouTube or somewhere on the internet. That was the first cartridge where I really felt like I had a tiny little world mm -hmm. in my hands and I loved that. Uh I went on to uh get a Game Boy Advance when I was older and I also had um, two games that two cartridges that I still have. I have them in my hands right now. Actually, are uh, Golden Sun and uh, Boktai. The Sun is in your hand, which now I'm realizing they're both Sun related. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I just that's why I still kept these cartridges. I didn't want to give them up because I just love having these tiny little worlds, even though I haven't visited them in some time. Mm. So I guess what you're saying is that you love this idea of like a portable world in this small package that you can carry. Mm -hmm. So you feel a lot of affection for cartridges as an object, which is why they have such appeal to you in something like monolith. Exactly. So because I had that kind of pre-existing love for cartridges, when they appeared in the monolith DLC, I was super excited because I feel like when I collect a cartridge in the game, I mean, it, it just, brings back all that nostalgia for collecting cartridges in in real life. I know I also had a Game Boy Color growing up. Mm -hmm. Later, a Game Boy Advance SP, which is the one with the backlight, which was very handy because the old Game Boys, they ha did not have a backlight, so you had to angle them to get like the good, to be able to see them, because otherwise it was dark. Yeah, or you could get a worm light. Did you ever see those? I did see those, but I never got one of those. So I just had to learn how to angle the screen. Yeah, I, I used to have a worm light and we'd play under the blankets at night, but they didn't work very well. So yeah, the, the Game Boy Advance SP was a game changer. And then I got a Nintendo DS with the tiny little cartridges. Oh yeah, even smaller. Yeah, smaller and smaller. And nowadays with like the Switch ones, it's like... Like the package is so minuscule, and that the and yet the worlds get bigger and bigger. Yeah, no, I was so happy when I learned Switch would have cartridges. <laughs> that was one of the things that made me want to buy one. I was like, "Yes, we're going back to cartridges." <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah, but anyway, cartridges in general, we like them. Mm -hmm. um, in Monolith, we have some favorites. There are quite a few cartridges that you can collect in the game, and they're all pretty cool. Most mm -hmm. of them are, um, except for hats. <laughs> every time, every time I spend some of my uh, hard-earned uh, max ammo to get a hat cartridge, I'm just like, no, fuck this cartridge. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm sorry. The, the, when the ghosts have hats, it's very cute, but uh, please don't make me spend money on it. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Looking at the wiki, it says that there are a total of 45 cards, which is mm. a lot of cards. I like most of them. I am mm. also not a particularly big fan of hats, but as we were like sitting down and trying to select cards to sort of, to highlight, 
it was real tough because we were like, man, there's so many that we want to talk about, and it's hard to pick. But in the end, we managed to settle on a few that we wanted to talk about. So yeah, to start with. I, well, we felt like there was something we could say about all of them. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we play this much and we like it this much. We could have something to say about everything in it. But uh, sorry to cut you off, Nick. You were You were about to tell us the first card that you would like to mention. The first card I would like to mention is Member Card. When you look at the cartridge, it looks a bit like a shopping cart. And what it does is that every shop spawned after you get it, it has another item on it. Yes. And I just, well, I just like this a lot because it gets me excited, makes me go, oh, yes, now the shops can have a lot more stuff. If you have stuff like Discount or blessing of earth you can really get a lot of resources out of shops and i just like the idea of like you know you roll up to bloke and you're like hey i have a member card and it's like oh cool cool i have some extra wares for you now yeah i like that too he's like oh i know you you were just <laughs> on floor three one thing i wanted to ask you about member card real quick have you ever been a regular at a shop in real life before nick Shop, I'm not sure, but Cafe. cafes and restaurants, yes, absolutely. It is such a good feeling. Like mm -hmm. I remember the first time I went to a cafe and they were like, the usual? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, thank you. Like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, it's such a good feeling. So I imagine that's what it's like in Monolith too. <laughs> yeah. It's although a, it's although a... Bloke never wants to give you what you want, really. <laughs> Bloke might give you what you want. You might For not. price. I mean, yeah, no, it's nothing's for free down here. Well, the first uh, cartridge I wanted to mention is Contract. Mm -hmm. Contract is probably well known by most players. It's a really awesome card. You pick it up, mm -hmm. you get a Hermit Helper. Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> you get a Familiar that flies around with you, and uh, ha it has very high damage output. It's basically the same as your damage, right? Uh... About equivalent, yes, though it's a bit slower. Yeah, it's damage scales with the player's damage stat. It is slower, yeah. but he can fly around and, you know, you can hide in the corner and your little helper will uh, go around and kill enemies for you, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it is such a powerful card that it's one of the few that comes with a drawback, mm -hmm. meaning you get 20% less debris. I'm assuming that's payment for the hermit. Yes, that's what I've always imagined as well. Like mm -hmm. you're you're like, hey, thanks for helping me out. Here's a little money. So everything you're picking up, you're splitting it with this little mm -hmm. hermit. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I hope one day that that uh, hermit will appear in the hub, so you can get to know him a little better. <laughs> Who knows? Nick, hit us with another cartridge that you like. So staying on the same theme, I like mm -hmm. cool sunglasses. And this is the card that makes it so that Bloke can actually appear in Floor 6, which normally he does not. Normally Floor 6 is the floor that you don't have either any shops or an upgrade terminal. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But with cool <laughs> sunglasses, Bloke's going to show up for you down there. Yeah, can you blame Bloke for not wanting to be down there? <laughs> Like, I do like that he seems 
equally as cheery and upbeat down there as everywhere else. He's like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's cool, you know. Yeah, he's he's trying to keep his cool, but I think he's probably a little bit freaked out. <laughs> I, I do like like he'll only go down there if you have the cool sunglasses. Like, well, I'll only go f- down there for you if you're cool enough, you know, not not just for anybody. Yeah, he he's like, I can't let you out cool me. So <laughs> now that you've got cool sunglasses and you're down on the sixth floor, I gotta go there too. I I should I feel like I have to point out at this point that mm-hmm. this is a topic that I'm going that I'm teasing for another episode, but Bloke is a member of the council and I think that's just very interesting that your shopkeeper is one of the members who made this all happen and I, I just think like it just gives this character it makes him so much more interesting and I and therefore I find the cards that interact with that mm-hmm. more appealing from like this subtle lore perspective as well. Yeah, I've always wondered what bloke even is. You, you know? may never know. <laughs> it's just uh, some bloke. Yep. Malachi, your turn. Um the second one I'll bring up is dagger. Um, first of all, I just love the word dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing about a somebody whose dog was named Dagger once. I can't remember who it was. Somebody that worked at IGN or something. But to have a dog named Dagger is awesome. Um, but the Dagger cart is also very cool. It's got a glowy red knife on it. It's a plus 10% damage against bosses. And that one just feels so cool to have. It just feels great to have uh that dagger in your arsenal and know that when you go in to fight the boss you're going to be doing some extra damage Mm -hmm. um it it you still you still got to be really skilled and dodge all the bullets but it just it gives me more of a confidence boost than anything you know like Mm -hmm. the dagger could be a placebo like maybe it doesn't give me plus 10 damage but just having dagger gives me a lot of confidence and so i always like being able to pick it up because i'm like oh yeah the thing about dagger is that it's one of those cards that's always going to be useful because fighting bosses is a thing you have to do, and this just makes that just a slightly easier ordeal because it goes mm-hmm. by quicker. Uh, Nick, you want to give us your third cartridge? Yeah. So this one is a slightly odd one out. This one is Golden Star, and what this card does is that usually when you clear a room in Monolith. There's still there can still be a lot of stray projectile bullets hanging around, and mm-hmm. it's happened to all of us. You know, we clear a room, we take a moment to take gather our breath, collect ourselves, and oops, you got hit by a bullet that was still there. <laughs> you didn't realize it, and now you just feel so dumb. You finish the fight, and you still got hit. Yeah. Well, Golden Star takes care of it. Says nope. As soon as the combat is over, if you have Golden Star, all of those bullets go away and they turn into money. This this sounds almost like a like a an ad for a, a lawyer, a, a lawyer firm called Golden Star. Have you been damaged by a bullet after you cleared a room? <laughs> well, well, how have we got a deal for you? Get Golden Star and you'll never be hit by bullets again. Exactly. Golden Star will instantly clear the room of all bullets, so you don't have to face the shame anymore. And as a bonus, as you go through the loops, the card deal gets even better. Because the thing (laughs) is, as you go down further loops, enemies 
to sort of have more and more bullets, and it's way more likely that they're going to just leave a lot of stuff lying around, and Goldstar nullifies all of that, and mm-hmm. you get even more money for it in the process. So, Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's, it's technically a score-running tip, but no sane person, I think, would use this above all of the other things that people like Rutabaga are doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like this because it's just it means I don't have to feel dumb <laughs> about that mistake, and I can just relax and be like, "Yep, I got it covered." Yeah. And what's your last pick, Malachi? My last cartridge is a syringe. Um, this is the one that basically turns swarmers into little Metroids. Um, <laughs> It powers them up. It makes them very strong. And so it's kind of a niche cart because you obviously have to have a weapon that has a swarmer's keyword. But you, you have to have the swarmer pack enabled, first of all. Oh, that's true. Yes. So you have to have unlocked that. And uh, But when you get this up and running, it is really, really powerful and very fun to use. And I always feel like, you know, like... I picked contract because I like having a familiar, having someone fight next to me. Syringe is kind of the same thing where I'm just like, yes, like go my little swarmer children feast. Um, That's always really, really satisfying, especially when you kill a couple enemies and you got a big swarm just going Mm -hmm. around the room, destroying everything. It's yeah. Very, very satisfying. Hmm. That's quite the image, but (laughs) (laughs) Hey, You're having fun with it. There's there's one cartridge that deserves a special mention. Uh, It's the cartridge Nick and I agreed that we probably love the most. Mm -hmm. And that would be Plug. Yes, all hail Plug. (laughs) Plug is the card that allows you to hack... Uh, shops, weapon tropes, and upgrade terminals mm-hmm. for an extra benefit. So it makes shops cheaper, it makes tropes and terminals offer more options, and all you have to do is just win a little hacking minigame. Yes. Which is not only fun, mm-hmm. um, but the cool thing about this cart is it encourages active use. You know, it mm-hmm. totally shifts the way that run goes. Mm-hmm. And like we've mentioned in past episodes, we we like things like that. It's always fun to pick something up that's going to change the calculus of your run. Mm-hmm. I, I it's one of the few cards that just having it passively doesn't do anything. You have to actually do something in order to get a benefit, and the benefit can be really quite strong. Like oh yeah, for inst- like cheaper items is always going to be good. Having more options is always better because it just means you can pick what you need the most Mm -hmm. that being said the pain that everyone feels is you picked up cards say on floor two and now you're on floor five and you realized you haven't used it once yeah that's the worst i i actually i have a habit of whenever i see an upgrade terminal i'm so excited i'll just dash into it Mm -hmm. and literally Oh, there have been so many times when I have plug and it's almost like I can't stop myself because it's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And if the whole thing was in slow motion, it's like I enter the upgrade terminal room and I'm like, 
yes. And then I hit click dash and I'm like, no, Slap. but it's too, yeah, it's too late. And then I'm stuck in it and I'm just slap, you know, face palm. Oh, I didn't hack it. It's one of those items where it like, it really pays to be aware of your loadout and just, you know, keep in mind that you have this, you can't just, it's not just gather and forget. And also, you kind of need to be good at the hacking mini games to really get use out of it, or you're just going to get hurt a lot. Yes, those mini games are fun, but they can be challenging. Mm-hmm. It's it's worth practicing if you find the little turret on the hub with the cool uh, blue and red sunglasses. Uh, absolutely worth just spending a, a, some time practicing those mini games. Nick, we also have discussed some ideas for future cartridges. I think what we agreed upon was that if we just wanted to ramble on about cartridge ideas, we would be here for a long while. So we decided we were just going to keep it short and Mm -hmm. talk about mostly just one idea for now. Yes. I mentioned contract already. Um, My ideal cart would be something similar to contract, but there's a different contract for each uh, type of enemy in the game. So for example, for undead, uh, there would be a card called blood oath that functions just like contract, but it would summon an undead enemy to fight with you as a familiar Mm -hmm. Uh, for mages. It would be called covenant and it would work in the same way. And for constructs, it would be called pact. And for mech enemies, it would be called link. And for creatures, it would be called called bond Mm-hmm. And so being able to summon a different enemy from each of the enemy classes would be amazing. I would love it. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a big conversation. <laughs> I agree. It's a cool idea. <laughs> I, I, more variety is a good thing. Sorry, I just, I just didn't know. I just blanked out. No, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> When I decided, like, what's a card idea I wanted to bring, I figured mm-hmm. I wanted to come up with a, an idea for a card that encouraged a good habit onto players. Mm-hmm. I want a card that sort of incentivizes people to do what the game wants them to do. And when I think of that, one of the first things that comes to mind is you got to switch weapons. You got to just switch it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a habit that I think it's very important for pe- for players to have. So my card idea would be a card called Armory. And what it does is that when you salvage a weapon, if the weapon that you acquire is of a different weapon type, say Fireball, Revolver, Vulcan, is different from the previous one, you get an extra HP part. Mm, okay. So when you equip something that's different, you get a little extra bonus of health, just little something. And as you keep doing this throughout the run, you can also just start to accumulate a lot of extra health. Or if you're playing non-mild, shields, which mm. is always valuable. So basically you're incentivizing me to mm. not just pick runic every time or... Well, that would the ideal thing would be 
you pick up different things. Like, the whole point is to experiment to try different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's one more point you wanted to make that's cartridge-related. Yes. Um, I'm really, really hoping at some point that Monolith will come to the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I know it's been talked about. It's been theorized about. I hope that the uh, prophesied day will come. Um, I can't wait to carry Monolith with me. I know I could buy a Steam Deck, and maybe someday I'll do that. But at the, right now, I don't have that kind of cash to just buy a Steam Deck to play Monolith. But rest assured, if I did have it, I would buy it. <laughs> you you are eager to be able to hold the world of Monolith in the palm of your hand. Exactly, which goes back to why I like cartridges, you know, um, so to be able to have Monolith on a cartridge would be a dream come true. So I really hope that happens someday. The kind of official physical manifestation of this game. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, there's a. What are they called? Um, special reserve games. They make a lot of like really cool um, physical oh. versions of oh, digital yeah, only heard, games. I've heard about them. Yeah, they made a collector's edition of Downwell. Which ah. and it's so cool. It's so cool, Nick, to have a game that was digital only come to physical. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that happens with Monolith someday. But even if there isn't an actual cartridge, I'll just love having it on a portable device so I can play it on airplanes and in waiting rooms and you know on mountaintops. I don't know. <laughs> and as you are doing it, spread the gospel of this game. Exactly. Yeah then I can, you know, I can be on the subway or something and playing Monolith and hopefully people around me be like, wow, what, 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 what's that game you're playing? In, in my, my experience, <laughs> people in subways just do not talk to each other at all. Yeah, I know. I played, uh, when I was commuting to college, I played Downwell on uh, the subway for many years and no one ever asked me about it. I always hoped they would. People just mind their own business. That's true, which is also good. If you listeners have any ideas for future cartridges that you'd like to see in the game, let us know. Also, uh, get on the Discord. Let us know what your favorite cartridges are and why. We'd love to hear about it. Thanks so much for listening to our Monolith Fancast. And thanks again to Arca Dream. He was very kind to allow us to use the music and sound effects in this podcast. So please check out Ark of Dreams, a.k.a. Garo's Laws, soundtracks over on Bandcamp, both the base game and the Relics of the Past soundtrack. And as always, if you have any comments or suggestions for the show, reach out to us. Join our Discord server and let us know. We'll post the server link in the show description. And in the Discord server, you'll find fellow pilots to talk with and discuss the show. Thanks for listening. We'll hope you'll join us next time. This is what you came for, isn't it? So be it.